Well, those were two really bad games, Paul. Yeah, and luckily, didn't watch the Celtics game, but wasn't that great in the Atlanta game, so yeah. Yeah, well, you picked the right game to miss, because uh, that was historically one of the worst games that has ever been played. So, um, uh, hi, hi, welcome to Sack King's Therapy. As you can see, not the normal intro. We just witnessed some bullshit um, with, uh, in the past two days. Uh, well, you know, one day for Fong, but, you know, uh, there. Let, let us start here. There, there's no disillusions. Like, this team is bad. It, it is what it is. Like, you know, they're not trying. They're not. They're not trying to fool anyone anymore. They're just bad. Like I was. I was hoping. Like there's always like that speck of hope in me, that always thinks like, you know, that that you know like maybe they can turn it around. Maybe they can actually like come back. It's like, you know, it's it's unfortunately like almost me as a person. Like in terms of like some of my exes, always have that little bit of hope that some things will change, that that they'll be able to come back. Well, they ain't coming back. <laughs> they're, still, they're, they're still gone. They're still gone. It is Jesus. not happening. But like, there's still that speck of hope, right? Now I don't even know. I still honestly don't know if my hope for the Kings is dead. And you know, like some of my exes, I don't know if they're coming back either. But that's another story for another time. But and like. Is it is it done at this point? I, I don't know. I, I think it is probably, but like I there's that little speck of hope and it you know what unless you like straight up kill it, like I don't I don't know if it's possible unless you just stomp it, like make sure it's dead. My hope will find a way to somehow still believe that this team can turn it around. Uh, <laughs> uh first off, man, that is pretty big analogy that you just put out there you can you can hear me losing my mind that's what it is yeah (laughs) but yeah this team man i these past few games uh dear god (laughs) i don't know what to say to be honest it's like there's so many inconsistencies so many just bad flaws that we cannot like just say oh we'll do fine next game no, it's 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 there. It's like media address these now, and you know, <laughs> I don't think there's any hope of fixing this until something happens. Well, um, let's actually talk about the games. So I, so you missed the Celtics game. Um, so you're not gonna. So of course you're not gonna have anything to say about the Celtics game. I don't think. Um, so I, let me just throw some stats at you to just summarize how bad the game was. So. Mm-hmm. Let me look through my notes. So um, the first half, I'm not going to talk much about the second half because I thought that was a bit more rudimentary than anything. There isn't that much to talk about, but the first half. Kings, one for 20 from three. Oh, For for those of you guys that don't do math, that's 5% from three. Uh, And then um, on the field goal side, 10 for 49. So a speck under, uh, just a speck over 20%. Wait, and you said 10 for what again? 10 for 49. That's for the whole game? No, 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 that's for the first half. Oh. It's just the first half. Okay. So 10 for 49. Celtics, on the other hand, 11 for 24 from three. Most of it from Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. And just, it killed the soul from the team. It killed the soul of the fan base. And uh, undoubtedly, 
their worst half of the year thus far. And honestly, this probably goes goes down as the worst game this season, and that's saying something. Oh man. Well, luckily we weren't playing at home because dear goodness, I can't imagine the whole stadium booing. Yeah. And you know, here's my thing with that game. Like, if you look at the score, like, sure, Kings were down 33 at the half, but it's not like the Celtics were, like, lighting the world on fire. They scored 63 points. That's not that abnormal if you think about it. It's just that the Kings were historically bad on deep, on offense. And honestly, like, I'm watching the game. I'm not seeing that much from the from the Celtics defense. And, like, you know, the, you had the commentary, like, oh, they turned up their intensity on defense. I don't know. I think this. I think it was self-inflicted, and we'll get into that theme. But like, they're all the Kings' offense has been shit for the past two games. Oh man, I, I can't imagine what Alvin is thinking because I mean, geez, I, I was watching the Hawks game. We, it's uh, well, we'll get to it. But it seemed like we were doing fine on offense for some parts, but when it came to the rest of the game i could see possibly you know little sprinkles of what uh has happened during the celtics game and i kind of understand why now like i don't know if i talked said this uh, on air i've definitely talked to said this to you like um while you know while we're together off air but like it, alvin gentry is gonna like obama after his eight years like he's gonna somehow turn his hair is gonna somehow turn more white it might just, it might just like be pure white by the end. I mean, granted, it's already gray, but like, man, just looking at him from the sideline, like you have those shots of just looking at his face, and he's like, these motherfuckers. I put, I game plan for them. I tell them, I, you know, I, I prepare them. I give them the rundown. I try to motivate them by giving a little rah-rah speech. I call them out in the media. I'm doing every goddamn thing I can, and these motherfuckers just won't do, just can't play basketball for some reason. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's like, there's really not much that we could do for the rest of, I, I mean, in my opinion, for the most part of the rest of the season if we're going to keep this up I mean we had ho- high hopes of potentially at least making the play in that's my high hopes for the end of the season nope those hopes are all washed away because man these games like if we play like this during the rest of the season it's it's just going to be so sad to see and man we're, we're just devolving pretty much backwards at this point yeah like at this like i i'm saying like the only thing that once would want me to chase the play in is if the lakers keep dropping and like you make a big trade and you somehow surge up the rankings the only i mean like even if we make a big trade i want us to just throw the throw the year like just just forget it like i mean like it, you're so deep in a hole that i don't even know if you make a big move like let's just say my dream scenario getting Pascal Siakam. I don't think I don't think Jalen Brown's available at all. Um, ben Simmons, I don't think it actually gets to the play-in anymore. Like, we're that deep into this. And, like, dream scenario, Pascal Siakam. Like, I don't even know if he can get us to the play-in. I don't even think he can get us to the play-in anymore, like, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's, it's that bad. Um, so, honestly, like, m- my hope is a big move happens. And, you know, 
like let's see how they perform right after it let's see if there's some sort of change if there's no if there's isn't substantial amount of change with the style of play and just you know the roster i would just say throw throw the towel in for this year just you know hoping to get a good draft pick and honestly like it's been long overdue just just tank like i'm there yeah i'm at that point too um, the only bright spot for the uh, game, like, Kata got to check in in the fourth quarter. He had some really good moments of, like, there was him where he got, a, like, a really nice rebound, like, over cancer. And then he had two blocks where, like, one block honestly looked like a goaltend. But, like, he basically went up to, like, uh, get, I think it was Romeo Langford's shot. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then he had a really good uh, possession on Peyton Pritchard. Like, granted, Peyton Pritchard scored, but it was a tough layup. And then there was one where he just sent the ball right back at Cancer on a post move. Like, he's got something. And, like, you know, if the, it, you know, like the bright spot, if, if this if this season goes in the shit, goes into the tanker, like, play him more. I want to see more from Kato. He, he's still got a ways to go, but, like, he's he's got something. Well, that's great to hear, but uh, hopefully sometime we'll give him more playtime because, uh, I mean, we really only played him in gar- garbage mids in Atlanta today. Yeah, and uh, if you're wondering if, like, how everyone else played, everyone was bad. Like, one guy scored double digits, and that was Buddy Heald, and he was terrible. Like, I yeah. hated every shot he took, basically. Uh, like, even Davion. Like, Davion, like, is a guy you can always, re- like, one thing you can always rely on him is he's going to be good on defense. He wasn't that great on defense and like his offense just wasn't there barnes tried went one for 12 halliburton couldn't do anything it it was just ugly historically bad and undoubtedly the worst game of the season uh yeah we probably should move on from this because it's making me a little more sad well let's you know on to the hawks game like so they they start out well but then like you know like to end the first quarter it was on a beautiful play where harrison barnes it has it kind of on the wing and like it's doing like a pseudo post up in that area but like you know but he basically gets a like does a backdoor pass to mo harkless who you know cuts backdoor while while they were running like a set play everyone's moving and mo harkless is able to find the backdoor cut for the dunk beautiful stuff that was basically the last uh, possession that I noticed that had ball movement. Like that, that was it. Like after that, you know, the bench unit for the Hawks comes in to start the second quarter. The Kings couldn't get anything going. Like basically the ball movement just stops. It's one guy, one screen, and then and then a shot. That was it. That was it. And then like they they miss some shots. They let the they let the Hawks just kind of get into their offense, like with Bogey and Lou Will. And on Onyeko Kangu, who literally all he did was just literally walk to the rim or like just jog to the rim and like roll. And he would just get dunks after dunk after dunk like that. And then that was basically the game. Like the, the Hawks got a little bit comfortable and they just and while this was happening, Kings just like, again, one pass, maybe a screen and then a shot like it was just like dead ball, terrible offense like the inability to stay disciplined on offense like when things get tough and they just and they just fold it like i the defense is what the defense was or the defense was what the defense was but like these two games were lost because of the offense Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know what? I really like the ball movement in the first half in like certain uh, circumstances, like especially with Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald didn't force many shots in the first. It was mostly like him, you know, trying to handle the ball the best he could. And, you know, he got some good passes and open looks, especially to Rashawn. But other than that, man, it's like... Uh, what else should I say? Like, Davion actually kept Trey... Uh, I was about to say Trey Lance, not Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trey Young. <laughs> uh, pretty much in check in the first half. But, you know, it his pretty much uh, devolved into, you know, <sighs> him doing better in the second half. I don't know how, but... He, I mean, he tried the best he could on defense on that end. It's just it, overall, it's like, man, <sighs> nothing else that we could do in terms of offense. Yeah, I just totally pulled at you. Um, you know who jo- Johnny Gargano is, right? Yeah. Like when you said Trey Lance, I thought Jimmy Garoppolo when I read and said it was actually a jo- Johnny Gargano. Um, <laughs> I, not, nothing's happened. I'm not spoiling anything, so don't you worry. But yeah, yeah I, I just pulled it. You, um, yeah. In terms of that, like, yeah, like Davion tried. Davion actually did a really good job on uh, Trey yeah. Young for the most part. Like he, he gave him he gave him hell in the first quarter actually, and even in the second quarter. Like honestly, he didn't, didn't play all that well. Um, or uh, Trey Trey Young, I mean, didn't didn't play all that well. And Davion yeah. tried, but mm-hmm. like it was off or not. It was just you know like even even when they got like good stops, there was actually a stretch where I thought they played pretty well at the end of the second quarter. Like they got a bunch of stops, but they just couldn't score on the other end. And again, it was the same problem. Like they just didn't run anything. It's one guy trying to make something happen while the other people just stand around. Mm-hmm. And then like it usually results in a long jump shot. And, like, it misses, it puts the defense in a really bad position to get back, and, you know, it just leads to easy buckets on the other end. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Davion actually played pretty well on offense in the first half. The second half kind of is, like, wishy-washy because of all the poor offensive uh, plays. But you know what? We should – I think I, – I forgot if we mentioned this before, but we should also always mention this again. Why is Buddy on Trey Lance? Or, gosh, Trey Young. Why is Buddy on Trey Young? To be fair, I don't think he could guard Trey Lance in, in, in a game of basketball either. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't, I don't know what it is. This is why I've been kind of, I mean, guys, everyone's been advocating to trade Buddy just for the sake of tra- trading Buddy. The reason why I want Buddy gone is like so the so the coaching staff just stops playing him because for the love of God, I don't know why they keep doing this. Like Alvin just seems to have. Like, I don't know if it's Alvin influence, but like, you remember the first year he was here, like he would just get benched for like, honestly, unfairly sometime. Then all of a sudden he just gets immunity, like, you know, the next year. And I assume like part of that's got to be Alvin and just the idea that, you know, Buddy Hill provides a lot of spacing out there. But like his defense is just terrible. They hunt him out there for the most part. Like most teams know to hunt Buddy on buddy on defense and like you know he's hurt and then he's not scoring at for you at all like and then the spacing sure maybe it does maybe like it does provide like extra space but it's not providing that much of a benefit to the offense in my opinion at least i don't see it and like at some point you gotta just pull, pull the plug granted td was out this game so like you don't have another you don't have another option 
and like Davion cannot p- physically play all 48 minutes. So like, sure, but like, put Tyrese on him. Put literally anyone else on him. They just need to trade Buddy for the sake of just so Alvin just doesn't play him. Uh, yeah, but you know, we're still waiting on it because it's still quite a long time from here on out or from here until the trade deadline and nothing much has happened still well to be fair it's about two weeks granted it's gonna be a long two weeks but like it's coming closer and hopefully like i just read some tweets from carmichael dave he's saying that there are multiple moves in the works but like they don't involve picks apparently oh that's interesting Okay. okay But like as I as I mentioned, like I'm all for just tanking the season at this point. Even if we do make that big move, just like reset, reconfigure, and just save it up for next save it up for next season. Or you know, like again, if you make that big move and like there's substantial amount of change, tr- go for it. Go for the go for that five. Go for the ten spot and like help. The best case scenario, somehow we play the Lakers in the play in and we knock them out. That would be a successful season to me. That would be the only way. If only we'll have pretty, hopefully high hopes by that time, I guess. Uh, I guess we also forget to mention that the Hawks also had a full lineup of healthy players and, you know, a bunch of Kings killers, I gotta say. Yeah, isn't it great to play the Kings on your first game back? I think it, so like Kelly Olynyk, uh, like remember when he torched us uh, in the Golden One Center? Apparently that was his first game back. Um, really? And then this was, I think, Bogey's first game back. And mm. who else was it? Like, yeah, there was a there was like some other guys. I, th- he's the one that stands out to me. But like these guys just came back, and it must it must just be so refreshing to play the Kings defense. Just you know, <laughs> I'm I'm ready for like a, like Matisse Dybul to go off. Like Matisse apparently just came back too. Oh boy, um, really? And, you know, MB just came back. Let's see let's see what kind of like you know abuse that he's gonna he's gonna put on us on the next game and yeah like new york knicks they're struggling like you know julius is like i think minus 30 <laughs> just in the in the uh what's it called the heat game that they just played like uh, let, let, let's see uh let's see them let's see if they can pick it back up you know during that game like that's that's who the kings are at this point like every team has got them circles like man i'm struggling it's top it's time to get some buckets <laughs> like it's time to eat yeah, it's time for training, time for practice, pretty much, at this point. So, hmm. uh, yeah. one, one last thing I want to say before we move on to uh, more trade news. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll just say this about Kings fans: like, don't be the don't be the like after game police. Like, yeah, I saw yes, I saw De'Aaron Fox like you know talking to Trey Young, talking to John Collins and Buddy Hill. Like, they're they're talking. It's okay. And like they're smiling and like it's okay like do you want just like everyone to be pissed off and just like be a miserable looking fuck to be just miserable looking fucks like it's okay like it's a basketball game at the end of the day this isn't like you know world war ii like you know some someone after like when world war ii ends someone just goes and shakes to hitler's hand it's not that this shit doesn't matter in the long run and like, yeah, sure, like, you know, they maybe they should be angry, maybe they should be a little bit more upset. Sure, what the hell is that gonna do? They're not good. It's not because they're not upset. Like we we've done we know this. Like it, it's a it's basketball. 
Like, relax, go outside, do something with your life, you pathetic, you pathetic Twitter eggs. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, like, it, that's just, it just, it just annoys me sometimes. Like, it, it, I, I don't want to be the body language police. Like, you know, Kings fans are apparently harassing, like, Rashawn Holmes' mom. I'm sorry, people who are doing that, go fuck yourselves. The dude stayed in Sacramento, Sacramento on a, honestly a pretty bad deal for him. And now you're going after his mom because the team is shit. Go find something to do, please. <sighs> man, that's pretty demoralizing to hear. But uh, man, yeah, hopefully things get better. I'm still going to keep my head up high and hope stuff happens. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that speck of hope like it's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah, I'm going to follow that analogy with... Uh, until the end of this season. I don't think you're going to be able to top it. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> okay. So let, let's uh, let's quickly talk about some trades uh, news. Honestly, nothing that new. But apparently, the 76... A uh, new report came out from Shams and Amick talking about the 76ers asked um, Halliburton... At, well, asked for Ben Simmons specifically. They asked for Halliburton with multiple picks. Oh. Now, I'm asking you... Well, granted... Like it would have to include probably Buddy Heald in some way, or I'm probably like basically sal- You need salary to match. Yeah. And would you have done that deal? I guess is my question. Where the Sixers give multiple picks? No, no, no. Hal- we give them. Multiple oh, picks. we give them multiple picks and Halburn for whatever Ben Simmons and Tobias. So they didn't mention Tobias, but they did mention for just for Ben Simmons, I believe. Nah. No, at this moment, no. Yeah, basically, all of King sort of was with you on that. It's like, sure, like first of all, they're very split on Ben Simmons overall, just uh-huh. because, like, you know, again, like a lot of people like to bring it up. I think it's a bit unfair. Like he did pass up the dunk in Game Seven, and honestly, that's the last memory of Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. like they do forget that he is damn good at basketball and provides a lot of what this team needs but like i get it to a certain degree and you know they 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 are like they're very they're not down they're not down to give up halliburn yet basically because you know halliburn still has the very much the approval of the entire like king's community and ultimately like they're not willing to give him up for a guy that is probably that has a lot of flaws and don't we don't know if it's fixable here in sacramento uh, yeah, I mean, you still have to give Howie a chance. He is probably, at this moment, our best player behind Fox. But I mean, there were a lot of people, like, just, like, you know, stat guys. Granted, they didn't say that he was better than Fox, but they're, like, say, well, outside of scoring, what does what does De'Aaron do better than, than, uh, than Halliburton? And like Halliburton's been fine without Fox, like you know, twenty and ten. You know, granted, I, I'm not. This is not me trying to shit on Halliburton, but like he's been pretty bad these last few games. It kind of shows you why you need Fox next to him, or like mm-hmm. someone along that kind of, uh, someone kind of on that caliber. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he here's so it's, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like the thing with um, Luca that that he's dealing with right now is that he can't do everything. He needs a guy next to him to be able to do something, and like that—that's the kind of dichotomy that I feel is with uh, De'Aaron and and uh, Halliburton. Halliburton, like, probably 
possibly could be the better player at, at some point than De'Aaron. But at the same time, they want, like, either one of De'Aaron and Halliburton can't do everything and will need help from the other one. So that's yeah. why I'm very much advocating for them to stay because, like, sure, they might not be a perfect fit together, but ultimately, you need talent. And I'm not willing to give up on, you know, a talent like Fox, a talent like Halliburton for the sake of not fitting. Like, you know, look, look at where that got us. Like, well, the, the guy that should have been on this team is in Dallas right now. Like, it's that that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, on, on the news, also on the uh, Sixers news front, apparently Embiid is quote unquote okay with the team he has right now. He's dominating out there, you know, 51 points on the Magic. Uh, let me just check their schedule real quick. Like, I remember just looking at it and kind of rolling my eyes. I was like, who, who the fuck are these guys that he's destroying? But, like, at the same time, like, he is doing well. And apparently he's okay with, you know, the, just the roster the way it is right now. Well. That's good for him, but, you know, there's still that Ben Simmons thing going on. And, you know, if they get uh, more assets for Ben Simmons, I mean, that's more help for him, right? You're not getting anything from Ben Simmons. So anything like anything will be better than just, you know, Ben Simmons that's sitting at home. Yeah. And uh, and so this is a Embiid stat line for the past uh, four games. Well, the points, 50 points, 40 points, 38 points, 42 points. I'm looking at these teams, and it's like all these teams are pretty, eh, pretty trash. Well, I don't want to say trash, but like pretty, pretty eh. Like Orlando, like come on, and the Clippers, which they lost against, by the way. Um, San Antonio, New Orleans, like come on. Granted, great, great job from Embiid, but like this ain't getting it done. Like you need him to score that many points to win against these teams. Oh, man. And none of these were exactly, like, you know, blowouts either. I mean, Orlando was kind of a blowout, but, again, he had to score 50. And yeah. you only won by 13 points. New Orleans, you, you only won by 10. Like, and Embiid scored 42. I'm just saying. Like, maybe maybe the guy's doing a little too much. So maybe you should get him, get him a little bit of help. But yeah. that's just me. Like, sure. Like, ultimately, I think all of this is just posturing from Daryl Morey, who's been just... It's, who's been much more insufferable as of late and was just like, yeah, well, we're going to keep him. We're going to keep him for the deadline. We're going to go after James Harden. Uh, really now? What, what the Ben Simmons did? Yeah. Okay. We'll see when that happens because I'm not I, just... I so want every single superstar to sign an extension in the summer yeah. or, before, or before the <laughs> summer ends and just like just and then just have a really catty message in the media saying like i you know i i like you know i like where i'm at like I, i'm gonna stay loyal to my team and just like throw a shot at throw a shot at daryl at some way because like he deserves this shit after all mm-hmm. after all this garbage like yeah. i okay so i guess a quick question so if you if you were the Sixers, okay, uh huh, yeah, would you rather have Dame or, or James? Dame, oh, hmm, I probably would rather have James. Now, what have I what have I said this to you? Like, James Harden is like I think he's thirty three next year, uh-huh. and 
you know, he's he's starting to slow down, of course. And the and like he's just not he's a guy that, you know, enjoys the nightlife, doesn't really kind of maintain his body the same way. Like he always comes up, comes in fat and <laughs> like during the uh, during the start of the season, even during his MVP season, he started out very slow. Remember, remember, they were doing very bad to start that actually got basically Carmelo exiled from the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. don't don't forget that like i i've had so many arguments with my coworker before about how Giannis shouldn't have or no was that the year no was that the year after might have been the year after but uh, anyways like they, they got Carmel, carmelo unfairly exiled from the nba and and he always starts out slow and one of the reasons why is because like he's kind of he, he enjoys the nightlife not not like the not the guy that you know maintains his body throughout the summer Dame, on the other hand, has always maintained his body up until this year where he's got an abdominal injury that he's playing through. Like, taking all that into factor, a guy that's, you know, got, I hate to, I'm not trying to use this word as disrespectfully as it sounds, but like a, a guy with a much better character in Dame mm-hmm. and a guy that has, you know, questionable, uh, you know, work work ethic and James Harden. Granted, an insanely talented player. And honestly, James Harden is a lot better than Dame. But like, would you, would that like change your mind at all? Yeah, I'd say so in a way. Um, man, you got me thinking now. Uh, I guess it all comes down to what they're going to be trading for. So let's see. If we're going to go for James Harden and Ben Simmons, who's going to be the one that's giving up more? <laughs> I imagine it will have to be the Nets just because, like, Sim- I'll, 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 say, I'll say this. Like, some people are talking about, like, D- Dame not fitting in that well with Embiid. Mm-hmm. What makes you think Harden would fit that well with Embiid? <laughs> like, has anyone uh, thought about that? Yeah. Uh, Yes, uh, I, I can't uh, picture it right now, but. Uh, anyways, I, anyways, to answer your question, I don't know who would give up more in that yeah. way. I, I, I guess, like, because honestly, like, if it doesn't, like, I think Sixers are pretty desperate. They're just trying to posture, and they're just trying to like drive up Ben Simmons's value in order to get something for him. But like, I think everyone knows, like, they're pretty desperate. Oh man, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's been this long, so why not make stuff happen? I mean, we're just wasting, wasting what Ben's time, our time, everyone's time. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I just With want a... the thing to be over because, <laughs> like, it's been just um, annoying like waiting for this to happen because the, like I think the rest of the league's pretty annoyed with this they're waiting for the Ben Simmons shoe to drop because they're trying to hold on to their assets right now to try and make a move like from from the Ben Simmons like one way or the other like whether they get Ben Simmons or like they try to get something in that deal like they're just waiting on something and the, and you know Daryl Moore just is tripping with what he's asking like again like Halliburton like if I'm giving you Halliburton I'm not giving you any picks you mm-hmm. you giving me picks, like that's how that's how it's gonna work. What you call it? So let's just say a trade does come down with Ben Simmons, with either James Harden or Dane. How far do you think they'll get to the playoffs? Are you thinking Eastern Conference at the most, or potentially? 
it's okay so this is a bit of a cop-out answer but like it depends on like whether what they have to give up if they have to give up matisse i am very skeptical about where they're gonna be because you lose ben simmons like that's one of your best perimeter defenders mm -hmm. or, and then like you lose matisse that really dents your perimeter defense like, if you can keep Matisse, I think they're a championship contender. I think they can make the finals as, if things break their way. Because, like, looking back, like, Fox were not that good last year. They made the finals. Like, you know, Kevin Durant, like, just happened to wear a size, um, a bigger size shoe, and the Bucks won the title because of it. So, <laughs> like, things can break their way. Like, I don't, I don't really believe in the Cavaliers. Like, sure they're a great story i don't think they're gonna do that much in the playoffs and like it here, here's how here's how the playoff series are won it depends like if you have an unstoppable force a guy that nobody can stop you know one-on-one -on -one, and they and the sixers have that in them bead and like possibly could have that with dame like you have a chance to win the finals mm -hmm. i see oh <laughs> Or I guess we're gonna still have to wait for this to come down. I guess. It, so let's so give me a number, like a percentage chance. That does Ben Simmons get traded? Like, is he is he still on the Sixers? Like, give me a percentage. By the end of the season. By the trade deadline. By the trade deadline. I want to say he should be. Oh man, that's actually ooh. I would say there's. A twenty percent chance that uh, he would be get tra he would be traded by the deadline because if so if he eighty percent chance he's gonna stay with the Sixers until summer right that's what Daryl wants right yes yeah I'm I'm gonna disagree with you I think there's gonna be eighty percent chance he's gone I think this is all posturing because mm. like here here he was kind of my argument like that I was. I guess making in my head, making in my head, but, <laughs> but like, even if you trade away Ben Simmons, like, and you get say, you know, let's just say the dream scenario happens for the Kings, that is only takes Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald and maybe Tristan Thompson and like maybe another maybe a few picks. That's still a pretty attractive package to the Nets if they want to go the James Harden route, Ooh. right? It would be, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, like they don't have a lot of depth. Like they basically, they, like basically, like you know, they have part-time Kyrie, and then yeah. KD's out, and then you have like James Harden, who's a little bit diminished. Uh huh. Who's their fourth best player? <laughs> I actually don't know. So that that's kind of how I look at it. Like you add Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes, like that's interesting. Yeah. For a lot of teams, but would would we want to do that kind of trade for us as a team? Look, I, I've said it. If you can somehow keep Fox and Halliburton, and like as a bonus, keep Davion as well. Yeah. Like and get Ben Simmons. I I am more than willing to take on Tobias Harris. By the way. Yeah. Like if if you can somehow keep Fox Halliburton on this on the team with Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, I am totally down. You name the amount of picks you want. And actually, I'm probably cut it off at three, but like, you know, like start there. Okay. Yeah. I could see it happening, but you know, yeah, it really devolves on, uh, man. 
we're we're just waiting. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just want to, things to be done with. <laughs> okay. Um. So another report came out from Jake Fisher. That so like it came out from James Ham that he's talked to people that. Um, Kings were not well. So Jake Fisher says that Kings are willing to take on Tobias Harris, and it conflicts with uh, James Ham's reporting. I'm assuming that's because Jake Fisher is getting fed information from the Sixers, and James Ham is actually like you know asking people within the Kings organization. So that's why I think there's that conflict. I just wanted to clear that up. I guess I guess clear that up. But my last question to you is so you know we have all this talk about possibly trading fox and and it's because one of the arguments is that you know you have a you have a surplus of point guards and the there's a lot of people saying that halliburton and De'Aaron don't fit together because fox needs the ball halliburton is best with the ball in in his hands Uh but we don't really talk about the third guy in that equation and that's davion like do you think it's actually sustainable to actually keep all three on this on this roster and do you think like we should explore the idea of possibly moving on from Davion uh, to be honest I don't know what his, uh, his trade value is at the moment I'm sure it's pretty good but I'm just hoping that we could keep all three somehow and potentially just keep Davion off the bench to be honest because he is doing pretty well I, in my opinion coming off uh, so like I've oh sorry go ahead oh no and I don't know what his thoughts would be you know if Davion uh, would uh, like to be uh, you know be kept uh, coming off the bench but you know it's somewhat working out for us I mean he he can't we could like you know do a switch around with with uh, what you it starting lineups depending on what teams uh, that we play against and have Davion guard you know their best you know star player uh, during those games and potentially just uh, sit out Howie and have him come off the bench oh I wish I wish the politics weren't involved that actually sounds like a pretty good idea but like that's that's kind of where it gets kind of tricky I guess for me because I, right now I love Davion I love his role like he's your defensive stopper in case you need one but and like De'Aaron's defense has been pretty poor this this, this year. And like, yeah. granted, I I will say this: De'Aaron's defense is rightfully getting shitted on. Like Halliburton's defense is worse. <laughs> like granted, oh. he gets he gets great like pick six steals, and he's almost always good for one a game. But like his on ball defense is bad, and it, it's kind of like the Rashawn and Marvin thing. Rashad has missed around 10, 15 plus games every year, yet no one talks about it because everyone wants to talk about Marvin missing games. That's kind of what. Nice. That's kind of that's kind of the that's kind of the the defense version of of that um of that dichotomy. And mm. you know, like, I, don't get me wrong. I love Fox. I, as I said, I would not trade him one on one for Ben Simmons. But like, if if that's what it took. Like, I'm just getting real. Davion has shown enough where, like, I think he can, like, you know, reasonably provide, you know, functionally what... He can functionally provide a lot of what uh, De'Aaron does, like, albeit without the volume. 
but you can kind of split that between you know Simmons uh, and Halliburton and Davion, and you can kind of uh-huh. find a better balance of scoring from there. I, I know like Ben Simmons can't shoot, but like he can find ways to score. Yeah. But like, you know that you know that dichotomy I think makes Fox I hate to use this word a little bit more expendable for us. Even though I uh, even though I very much would not trade Fox unless the right deal was there. I see what you mean. I'm just hoping in a way that we'll come up with a better bench in the future if that you know devolves into that kind of situation. Because at the moment, I don't, I don't think our bench can uh, provide enough uh, when you know the stars get off the floor. And the you know the last thing I'll add on to the Davion thing, like you know Davion is you know he's not a he's not a starter. I don't think at this point just because his offensive abilities just aren't there yet. Uh-huh. But I think he will grow into them. Like once he kind of finds better ways to finish, and like once he gets kind of his in-between game a little more efficiently, because like while the, the while the step backs and like some of the mid-range jump shots are fine, they're not really going down all that much. But I believe that will improve, and his ability to be able to create space and create a shot, a la a Jalen Brunson type. Like I think he's gonna, I think he could get to that level, and like. You know, at, at a certain point, you can't bring him off the bench anymore. I think he would have to start, and that issue will be will be coming to a head at some point. And I don't think long term this this three guard dichotomy will work. I see. Yeah, it's too bad because we did draft Davion. I it was pretty unexpected to be honest when uh, uh, we heard that pick. But, you know, it ended up uh, pretty much, you know. It's with, fine. Uh, it's yeah. fine. But, it's fine. but like, it's just, you know, at the time, like, I even said it on, like, the last, I think, in the Giddy uh, episode. It was like, yeah, I love Davion. He's just too small. It's, yeah. Like, I wanted a wing. And, like, you know, yeah. looking at this roster, it's like, you have two, you have two wings, maybe. <laughs> like, it's just it was just like confusing when they did when they made that pick i love davion like we fall in love with this guy but like you, unless he um, you know he's not gonna grow you know six more inches unfortunately yeah. and like that is always gonna be a hole on this roster ah man jeez yeah yeah, we'll we'll see like what what happens. I am I'm all for I'm all for like trading for Tobias Harris, uh, or like get, like taking on Tobias Harris's contract, like you know to get Ben Simmons. And if you can keep Fox and keep Davion and keep uh, what's his face Halliburton, I think that's a, I think that's a huge win. I don't care how many picks you have to give up at that point, because like I think that's a winning team going forward. Oh yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's quickly pivot to um, the final section of the podcast. So, um, the World Rumble is this Saturday. Um, hopefully, it's well. I'm, I'm probably just gonna end up having to watch it on uh, re- on replay and just turn my tweets off because I don't want to get spoiled for this one. Because World Rumble is my favorite uh, my favorite uh, paper. Uh, they're called they're not pay per views anymore, but like this is my favorite event of the year over WrestleMania. Uh, well, hopefully I can watch it or 
hopefully you can watch it because sadly we do have a game that day. By the way, is it isn't the 49ers game on Saturday? Thank God it's not because that's way too much <laughs> to handle. Uh, no, it's on Sunday. So oh, it's on great. Sunday. Okay, so you can pro- actually watch the Sixers game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can. Aren't you excited? Um. Anyways, so I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna automatically assume you have not been paying attention to wrestling. No, I have not. Yeah. Okay. I expected that. So. Uh, I decided instead of like just explaining a bunch of stuff to you, um, we're just gonna I'm just gonna go through a few matches and you just pick a winner. Okay. So, okay. So the first match that's on this, uh, we'll we'll do the rumble. We'll do the rumbles last, but these are just the regular matches. So for the WWE title, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. What do you got? Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar, to be honest. Brock Lesnar. Interesting. Okay. Uh, uh, let me, let, I'll allow you to revisit that a little bit and you'll, you'll see why. I'm actually going to pick Bobby Lashley. Oh, okay. Why? It's the storyline leading towards it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it um, when we do the Royal Rumble match. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> huh. I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, apparently there's a men's oh oh okay no, no, okay oh, no, no, forget about that um that it's confused me because it said like royal rumble for a world title match i thought that was a separate thing no that's the actual royal rumble uh next match universal title um roman reigns versus seth freaking rollins apparently that's actually his name now it's seth it's not seth rollins it's seth freaking rollins okay interesting is this their first time matching up for the title run uh yes they basically wrestled in battleground i want to say 2016 Uh uh-huh well not battleground money the bank i think 2016 or something okay yeah and that was the only time they faced i believe well i'm gonna guess seth freaking rollins at this point uh, I'm, I'm picking Roman Reigns. I don't oh my drumming. gosh. Okay. No. <laughs> I think there's zero chance that Seth Rollins wins this one. Yeah. I have no idea how the story is right now. Uh, so uh, it's although of... I will say, you know, depending on depending on who you pick for the uh, for the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to give you the odds. There's actually odds um, okay. on here. Um, but I might, I might reconsider changing that once uh once i read the royal rumble uh, odds anyways uh next one raw women's title match uh becky lynch versus do i don't do drop i don't even think you know who that is i do not is she new she she's from nxt uk oh i see i'm gonna say becky lynch retains yeah i was hoping you would pick do drop uh yeah i'll just say (laughs) becky lynch retains i don't think she's dropping it's kind of the same rain same ironically the same vein as roman reigns i don't think they're dropping into wrestlemania mm, I see. like they're saving it for the big match <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why we're gonna pivot from big matches to a match i could not give half a fuck about i just can't edge and beth phoenix versus miz and maurice what <laughs> wait yeah yes this is exactly what it sounds like edge and Beth Phoenix versus they're, mar- they're married if you're wondering yeah I know that but versus who again Miz and Maurice Miz and Maurice it's a it's a man and wife versus man and wife oh 
gosh, why? But by, by the uh, way, before you pick it, um, Maurice like apparently hit Beth Phoenix with a brick on the back of the head. Okay. And so you know you would you would assume like you know she's she's gonna be in the hospital. She's not gonna show up until the Royal Rumble. Hell, maybe show up at the Royal Rumble match like to eliminate Maurice. Uh, no, she was she was she was there the next night or the next week on Raw. Oh, no blood, no bandages, just no, just just showed up. Oh, she's she's the Glamazon. Okay, um, I'm just gonna go with Edge because it, uh, why not? Edge and Beth Phoenix, why not? Are you excited for this match? Well, granted, you haven't been watching. Would you be? Are you excited for this match on paper? No, not really. It. I mean, I. To be honest, at, at this point, I mean, for WWE, I expected bigger matches for Edge, because I mean, how much longer can is he going to be around to wrestle? I remember when he first came back. He's like, I want to wrestle like guys like AJ Styles, like Matt Riddle, uh, Finn Balor, um, Seth Rollins, who he has, who he has faced. But no, we're gonna stick you with the Miz. Who, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Miz is a great guy. I don't want to shit on him, but like, he's he's not he's not on that tier of star. He's like a tier tier three star for me at best. Like, he's just. <laughs> Wrestle Talk has ruined him for me, unfortunately. They, this is how Wrestle Talk describes him. He's the best two and a half star wrestler that the that WWE has. Oh dear God! <laughs> and you're wondering, like, you know, out of five stars, like, yeah, <laughs> he's he's very good. He's good for a solid match. He's reliable. You know, he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. But like that puts me in the same that puts him in the same vein as like Randy Orton, who's like pr- probably a tier above him just because he's he, like fans just like him more. Uh-huh. But, but like, yeah, Miz is just Miz has just never crossed that threshold for me. Like, people were really hyped for him and Daniel Bryan like a few years back. I'm like, why? But I've seen the promo. I don't care. Like, Miz is just not a star to me. I don't, uh, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he ever has been a star in a tier like those kind of guys. Jeez, which is too bad because he's a hard worker, but. Maybe. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you're either a star or you're not, and he just isn't. Yeah. Just just so you know, he did he did main event of WrestleMania, and, and CM Punk has never done one. So, yeah, <laughs> but such is life sometimes. Uh, okay, now on to the main event: uh, the Men's Royal Rumble and the Women's Royal Rumble. So this is my this is probably where you want to reconsider your answer. So the odds. So I'm gonna read you the top five choices. Uh, okay. For in terms of bet online to who they think has the best odds of winning and and I will I will say these don't these don't mean jack shit just because like Vince can change his mind at the last second and these will just be off or not yeah. there's no way to really put a number on uh on just who's gonna win to be honest I don't know how they do these but okay number one plus th- plus three fifty do you need me to explain how bet- betting odds work no 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 okay okay the number one plus three fifty Brock Lesnar really now plus 350 okay number two plus also plus 350 biggie plus 800 number three roman reigns plus 900 number four drew mcintyre and number five plus 1000 aj styles and i'm just gonna put this one in there as well number six the rock at plus 120 or 1200 really the rock do you smell what the rock is cooking 
Do you smell that bet? Do you smell that money? Has he even shown up? To he has not. Them? He's just been rumored for so long to just be basically everyone wants him to come back to face Roman Reigns and possibly take the title from him. I don't think he's going to win the title if he faces Roman Reigns. That's just me. But like he's been rumored to be coming back. Like they're setting this up, I think, to for Roman to face the Rock at some point. What? Really? Man. I would... I wouldn't want to say Roman Reigns for this one, but The Rock is pretty intriguing. <laughs> Plus twelve hundred. You want to put some money down if you. Yeah, uh, but that is a, that's a, that's pretty far fetched to be honest. Because, man, yeah, what are the well, you already said the odds, but what are the real odds of him actually coming back to wrestle? I would say less than ten percent to be honest, because. Yeah. They, they, uh, the rumor is they're trying to save it for next year's WrestleMania, which is going to take place at SoFi Stadium. And oh, where's really? So, where's SoFi Stadium? Oh, City of Angels. Yeah. <laughs> and where does and where does The Rock shoot his movies? <laughs> yeah. In the City of Angels. So that's the rumor. But you know, you never know. He could come back. Uh. Yeah, you never know. Very intriguing. Maybe uh, when we when it comes down to next um, the next rumble, I'll probably put more high hopes on that. But yeah, not not now. I, I'm gonna put it on Roman for this one. Roman, I'm gonna put up Brock. Like I think I think Brock. I, so the the there's apparently this is just rumors. Also, who knows? But like apparently there there's been talks about like the, the blood. You know the bloodline, right? Yeah. Bloodline is going to cost Brock his match against Lashley, and Brock is going to enter the Royal Rumble and kill everyone. <laughs> That's a pretty interesting uh, storyline. Honestly, I can, I can believe see. It. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening. It's, yeah, it's the big thing. I can so see that happening. He's too strong. Oh, yeah, gosh. We'll, we'll be the we'll be the story. Uh, okay, um, so you pick Roman Reigns, and I pick Brock Lesnar. Okay, well, um, let's move on to the women's Royal Rumble. I, I'll there. This is gonna be a two-part thing, and you'll find out why. Um, so, um, plus three hundred. Uh, number one, Bianca Belair. Okay. Uh, pl- plus five fifty. She's injured right now, but she is rumored to be coming back at the Royal Rumble. Number two, plus f- five fifty, Bailey. Well, that was really? actually kind of surprising. Um, okay. Okay, number three plus six hundred, Alexa Bliss. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Plus or plus eight hundred, number four, Rhea Ripley. I, that's actually a pretty good pick. I would, well, I wouldn't put money on that, but like that's if I had to put money down, I would probably put her to win. Honestly, I I would want I would like her to win to be honest. Now so far, okay, let's see about her. Like number one and two for me, or uh, uh, well, uh, uh, let me let me talk to let me talk about uh, number number five. Uh, Sasha Banks uh, plus twelve hundred, number five. I see. Hmm. And I'm sorry for you OCD people about how the, the order I did that one in, um, but you know, sorry, it just that's ad lib for me. But like my number, my one, my first and second choice would be would be Rhea Rhea Bianca, but like Bianca is a plus three hundred, so. I I, w- I would take the risk on Rhea for this one. For yeah, that would be my pick. I, I actually would pick Rhea too, 
And for if I were to pick a number two, uh, if I, I if I were in WWE's mind, I'm gonna pick uh, probably da, 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 yeah, probably the boss. Uh, you know what? I just looked down the list. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hipster for this one. Oh. Uh, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So at number eleven, Asuka plus eighteen hundred. Asuka. I'm a big Oscar guy. I'm oh. a big Oscar for this one, actually. I didn't see that until now. True. I would like Asuka to win too, but I mean, there's no has... chance in hell. That's yeah. <laughs> there's no chance what... in hell that's happening. What has WWE done with her? Pretty much absolutely nothing. And what are her odds, to be honest? Plus 1800. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty. It's very good. Or like it's pretty bad, but like you know, if you want to go yeah. for a home run, that would be the home run that I would go for. And honestly, you you talk about what they've done with Oscar. You can say that about every NXT call up, just about. I rewatched some of Bobby Roode's old stuff in NXT, and that entrance, like that's a fucking star. How did you fuck that up? Like I just remember getting so excited for so many NXT call ups, but like it was staring up right at me. Or right in my face this whole time. Like, just how they keep fucking up NXT guys. Bobby Roode was amazing in NXT. And they fucked that one up. It's like, how? He has an incredible entrance. No pun intended. It was fucking glorious. And you somehow fucked that up. How? (sighs) Well, it's WWE. I mean, everyone's used to it now. But, man. Can you imagine if... WWE gave Asuka another chance. I, I actually do not know how fans would react to that. To be honest, I would be pretty. I would be pretty happy. I, I don't know. I mean, in the past, I, 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 if I remember correctly, fans didn't really care for Asuka. No, fans care. No, fans have always cared. It's just that WWE has fucked her up over the uh, years, and somehow she's still over. It's I just see. one of those things. No, that has nothing to do with Asuka. Asuka's been great. Okay. Okay, that's good then. But <sighs> okay. So okay. So um, lock in your lock in your option. What do you want to pick? Well, going off the top five, I'm just gonna pick Rhea for now. Well, I'm gonna break the rule. I'm gonna pick Oscar. Okay. <laughs> However, the second part of this question, the heavily rumored return. Now they said that it's almost a game time decision well like you know basically the equivalent of a game time decision it's basically if she wants to come back or not do you want to take a guess who it is oh gosh kelly kelly what (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) wow i i never would have guessed that no No, it is not kelly kelly uh, you want a second try that was that was terrible (laughs) i know Shoot, what was her name? I, uh, I I could see her face, but for some reason her name is slipping I, off. I, of me. I think you were even trying to do her music. Uh, I felt that. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, how do I forget her name? It was Ronda Rousey. She she is rumored. He's heavily rumored to come back, and the, the the reports are are that it's basically up to her, and if she's coming back, she's winning it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely uh, probably the best odds if if she does come back, man. But uh, 
So wait, how long has she been out actually? I want to say three years. So wait, oh. so she was in twenty. So she, it was a twenty nineteen WrestleMania. The twenty 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 one. So yeah, three years. Jeez. Okay, yeah, that that'd be a pretty good time for her to come back. Yeah, probably at number one. Uh, no, I think she would be like number thirty or like twenty something. Oh, <laughs> but can she hold <laughs> hold that long? <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. I think. So now that you now that you've heard that, she's actually on the list. I, I actually missed her. She's plus fourteen hundred. Like, oh. would you like? Do you want to change your answer? She's a bit of a wild card. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's it's pretty big. Um. <laughs> I would stick with Rhea for now because, like you said, it's only a possibility that she wants to come back. Which you know, you never know. I mean, they are. She probably already confirmed that she would be coming back, but they're just keeping it from the news. Well, honestly, like I'm looking at the odds, I would pick Ronda Rousey. I know, like eight Rhea, like at 800, isn't a bad thing, but I don't think she'll win this one. Like WWE kind of book her very weirdly, and like the, the I'll, I would take a chance at Ronda. I'm not gonna pick her. I'm still gonna stick with Oscar. But like, <laughs> if if I was actually putting money down, I would put money on Ronda Rousey. But oh. I'm gonna pick Oscar for this one. Okay. Uh, I okay. Guess we- well, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, this is actually pretty funny. Stephanie McMahon at plus 25,000 uh, for this one. Dear God. To win? To win. Uh, Summer Ray as well. Apparently 25,000 if you want to put money on Summer Ray. Oh, uh, that'd be funny. But, uh, what? Uh, yeah, Mickey James, too, uh, apparently. What? Uh, at plus 60, uh, plus 6,600. Wait, I thought she got released. No, she's coming back for a one-time thing. Uh, they, oh. they they called her and like they even announced her, which was weird. Oh. Uh, you know, like eh, interesting times. I, honestly, if I was like, if I was just like, if I just had money to throw around, like I would throw something on Io Shirai too. I, lo- I love Io Shirai, but uh, there's yeah, there's no chance that she's winning. But uh, no. Yep. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick it at Asuka and. Uh, yeah, we'll be watching. Uh, I don't know if we'll watch it live. I don't think we will, just because it's about at the same time as uh, <sighs> the goddamn game. It's probably going to be an awful game, too. Yeah. But this is the life we chose. I mean, if you have two screens, you can put one game on the one screen. I, here's the thing. I don't want to do half and half. And, uh, I got I to gotta be committed to one. And, uh, you know, for, for the sake of Sack King's therapy, you know, I'm doing it for you guys. And I have to watch the Kings game. And just probably watch it on replay. Watch the World Rumble on replay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, after all that, uh, that will do it for this episode of Sack Kings Therapy. Hopefully, we ended it on a better note than, you know, what the Kings did uh, tonight. And, uh, yeah, um, hopefully, there is a win to talk about at some point because I'm looking at this kind of at the next few games. I don't know when we're going to win another game. Like, we have Sixers, New York, Brooklyn, and Golden State. Ugh, boy. <laughs> uh, do you think we're going to ever go back to a home game uh, anytime soon? I mean, me, me and you, by the way. Uh, let me ch- you know, I'm looking at the Brooklyn game. <laughs> low, <laughs> low prices. And, you know, I 
can Kyrie play? We're not, we're not in San Francisco. I don't. California's tricky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how Sacramento works. I know for sure San Francisco's gonna like not boycott, but but right, put their walls up uh, uh, for Kyrie to not come here. The seats aren't bad, by the way. I mean, the like the prices aren't bad at all. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Okay. I see. But, you know, before we do end, we also have to, you know, mention Kobe. And, you know, today is the day that he sadly passed away. So, ah, man, it's it's been already two years. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I'll, I'll admit, I wasn't a Kobe fan growing up. Like, it, I just thought like his style I didn't well because he was a Laker that, that was a lot of it yeah. and like his his style of play I grew up on watching B-Ball Breakdown and I don't want to say B-Ball Breakdown was hating on him but like they, he he portrayed his play style in a way that like you know was basically what he was known for he was a bit of a ball hog but like learning about his game nowadays I would have absolutely loved watching it like in, in today's eyes and this is not me trying to like you know get brownie points to, for for Kobe but like you know one of the bit one of the best things about like just watching NBA basketball is when a guy hits an impossible shot mm-hmm. and there was nobody better at hitting impossible shots than Kobe and you know like he he was able to like score like in the way he did like while like during like the what I call like the, the dark ages in terms of defense like you had zone and hand, hand checking and this was before the pace and space era where like the legs were so clogged back in the day and like this guy was still able to score in the way he did I would have loved to have seen Kobe in this era and just seen what he could have done mm-hmm. oh yeah and to be honest jeez uh, I can't remember the last game I watched of Kobe well of course I watched him his final final game but the game that i really remembered him back then was probably the 2010 finals game seven uh yeah yeah i wasn't a fan at that point unfortunately (laughs) so like i didn't i only watched like replays of it and you know like i mean congratulations to him (laughs) for winning that ship like the more i learned about that always i was a big always celtics guy like i love that team like the 20 the 2008 to around 2012 celtics the more i learn about those guys the less i like them like kg is a delusional dick dick weave like paul pierce is an idiot rondo is a straight up asshole (laughs) like and ray allen is you know it's been a bit, it seems like nobody really likes him. <laughs> I mean, granted, but the Miami guy, Miami, like LeBron loves him. That that area, Miami likes him. But he's a bit of a, he's an interesting character. And you know, Big Baby has kind of been ruined forever for what he said about Kyrie. Like, mm. I probably should appreciate it. Like the that Lakers team, like with Lamar Odom and you know, I guess is he Ron Artest or is he Metal World Peace? I don't remember. Or Panda's friend. I don't even know. But that I don't remember because he changed it too many times. I think. <laughs> but but yeah, like over the years, I've come to really appreciate Kobe a lot more than I originally originally did. And like his ball hog, like you know, his ball hog reputation, a little bit unfair. Like I, I will admit, nowadays, like I watch guys like Draymond Green and uh, and what's his face, Marcus Saul is like the worst one when it comes to this. Like inter like. 
the guy that always hunts for the most open shot, the best shot, even if even if that guy like shoots a semi-contested shot, it's be- probably better than passing it to some guy who's gonna miss an open shot. Like Marcus was the worst at that, and I know Kobe got a lot of flack for like shooting into double teams and all that and all that, but like honestly, like you know, watching it, watching Kobe from like my from my current lens in terms of how I appreciate basketball nowadays. I would have liked Kobe. I would have liked taking more Kobe shots than watching Marcus Saul like pass up open shots to give it to his open teammate who more or less is going to miss the open shot. If that makes any sense. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Kobe will most likely hit it better than someone like Marcus Saul, sadly. But yeah, oh man. Two years. And, and I'm gonna pull it to the Warriors real quick. Like one of the more frustrating things, like I remember um like back in t- the 2015 finals. I'm going on a tangent, but like, you know, in the 2015 finals, like people were talking about how Delhi locked up uh locked up Steph Curry. And one of the reasons why is because the way they run their offense, they use Steph Curry as a decoy to kind of lure the defense to open up shots for other guys. Like when like and De- Delhi was a great off-ball defender. But like, as soon as you put the ball in Steph's hands, he lit that dude's ass up. But like during that series, they like in the first like three games, they just didn't let Steph just go wild on this dude. And then and then like you know later on in the series, they kind of figure that out. Like he could go one, he could torch Delhi at will. And it's one of those things where like this, it's like instead of like running this beautiful game, like like this beautiful game like with ball movement using Steph as the decoy to open up shots and passing and all that shit like Steph just needs to be like Kobe sometimes and just say fuck the offense a a lot a lot like KD um just say give me the fucking ball and I'm gonna show you how it's done like there might need to be more injection of Kobe into like into the Warriors offense because even right now like Steph has not been playing well but I think if you just put the ball in his hands and just let him just create like off the pick and roll like they're they've kind of gone a little too far in the ball movement uh category just the Warriors the rest of the league is more more or less like Kobe but like uh, in terms of the Warriors I want to see like Steph turn a little bit more into Kobe Mm. well let's hope that happens someday but yeah uh I don't know (laughs) it's uh, but, but, but yeah, you know, shout out to Gobi. I didn't, I didn't appreciate him when he, you know, I never actually got to see him like perform yeah. live. But like rewatching some of his highlights, I, like again, looking back to, looking back now, I appreciate him like the way he played way more than I ever did like growing up. Uh yeah, I mean he's such a respectable player, and you know, like, like you said before, it's just because he's a Laker that we devolve into not really liking the Lakers so but you know Kobe is that guy a guy that just kind of I don't know what the word is but you respect like yeah. you know you're gonna hate him you're gonna like he but you're hating him because you respect how fucking good he was yeah and he you know he was he was legitimately like one of the best players all time like I can you can, you can probably debate whether he's top 10 or not but like he like in terms of like character and one of the saddest things about him passing away was like i felt he could have been a really good ambassador for the mm-hmm. WNBA, like with his girl dad stuff and like just how he was like you know talking about he was really kind of pumping up like the WNBA. and i'm not 
you know, him promoting the game and like the concerted effort nowadays, like there seems to be more awareness of what's going on in WNBA. And I felt like he could have been a really good ambassador for that. But you know, it, it sucks he died before that. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And, you know, why don't we end this episode with a 24 second moment of silence? Well, anyways, um, thank you guys uh, for listening. Um, you know, hopefully you enjoy this, uh, honestly, this way too long episode. But, um, yeah, we'll be coming back to you guys after the uh, Sixers game. And uh, hopefully at some point we get a win. Like, I'm looking at this. This is a pretty, like, there's OKC. But honestly, like, with it, with how this team's playing, I don't even know if that's going to be, if that's anything to even look forward to, to be honest. <laughs> and, uh yeah, we'll be coming back to you. We'll be talking about the Royal Rumble as well on the next episode. So, like, probably expect a episode on Sunday instead of Saturday. Like, we'll get, you know, we got to gather our thoughts. And, uh, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, well, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>